Hello and welcome to the Counter Press Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and tonight we have a special guest, Monty Stevenson. Hey, how's is joining it going? us. How are you, man? Good, good. Sorry for that interruption there. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You can this is this is your show, man. You can do what you want. Uh <laughs> So Monty uh, has agreed to join the show tonight. Josh is traveling. Um, I think he's like headed up to Northern California or something. Oh, wow. uh, so Monty was gracious enough to to join us and is going to help us uh, work through our emotions as we recap the <laughs> the draw and then loss in a shootout to Orlando. But Monty, how about before any of that, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to follow the club. Uh, this is your time to shine. All right, cool. Well, again, thank you for having me on again, uh, Kirk. Uh, it's always a pleasure uh, to work with you guys. Um, so my beginnings with LAFC, well, it all started back in 2014 when they announced that there was a possibility of a second club in LA. And granted, I'd loosely been following MLS. I stopped going to Galaxy Games probably back in 2012. But um, I started, like, it interested me because I was already into the Wanderers at, the, uh, at that time explaining to Wanderers, it's the second team in Sydney. And there's two mm-hmm. they're very di- uh, distinct uh, cultures in the two clubs. And where I'm from, the West of Sydney Wanderers 100% get the representation down. So to me, this second LA club, I was like, wait, maybe this could be a different uh, type of LA club instead of always glitz and glamour and, you know, Real Madrid wannabes, you know? Yeah. I was like, hmm, let's see if this represents like the grittiness, you know, like the in lack of better terms, the poorer neighborhoods of LA, and that really interests me. So I started following LAFC, started seeing their vision. I was like, okay, there was some things I didn't agree with. There was some things I did. And uh, fast forward a couple years, man, I just dove right in, man. I just felt like this is the club for me. And uh, I've been working with the 3252 from inception, from the very first meeting all the way up until now. Nice. Um, yeah, it's just, just been a really crazy ride. And Granted, there's a lot of sweat and tears behind it, but uh, this is the club that we've all dreamed about, and you know, this is something that we all enjoy. And I don't think it could have turned out any better, to be honest. Yeah, it's been—I know at least for me and my family—it's been an awesome ride. I mean, you couldn't really ask for uh, a much better start. I think sometimes I hate when people do this, but if you would have asked all of us three years ago, before the season, uh, before that first season, you know, if we were going to win Supporter Shield. Be, be making deep tournament runs, uh, would we yeah. be okay with it? And we'd all be like, yeah, absolutely. That sounds fantastic, right? Right. Uh, but it, it doesn't necessarily uh, ease everybody's pain at a time like this. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Monty, what what are your thoughts after that, uh, after the loss tonight? Oh, man. Well, I think everyone kind of knew. Like, I was nervous running up to the game, but I think as soon as kickoff hit, just the way we were, like, controlling the ball, just our play in general, you could see that the boys either were tired or we are just off our game at that point. And I was like, man, it's going to be a long game. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be surprised we get out with a result. You know, I wouldn't be surprised this gets dragged to penalties. And, uh, you know, we saw some improvement. after. I think the momentum shifted after the penalty miss when uh, Vermeer, you know, yeah. made the save. Yeah. I feel like that's when the boys were like, okay, we, co- we can get this. But – I just feel like that extra energy wasn't there like we've seen in the last four games. Yeah, I mean, it's the, I, I believe it's the third game in eight days. Oh, um, yeah, that, that would do it. And when you consider 
the game that they played against Seattle, which was just this masterclass of like an all out press for 90 minutes. Uh, And by the end, it's a, it's another one of those times where you see LAFC actually break a team mentally where towards the end, Seattle doesn't even want to be there anymore. And you see that's like when uh, Rodriguez gets his goal, right? Like it's just him still after what, whatever it was, 80 minutes, 85 minutes, still hustling. Uh, Defender takes a loose touch and he's like, well, thank you very much. Um, Right. And so, I mean, then you have four days of rest. Orlando comes in on an extra two days of rest. Uh, I don't necessarily at a, think that at a professional level, that's an excuse. I think it just adds a little bit of context. But like right. you said, for, I mean, from the very beginning, Orlando's press was uh, pretty smothering. LAFC was really struggling to, oh, to yeah. play the ball out of the back. You see Vermeer pick up a ball and just Kick, like he picks it up and then drop kicks it straight out of bounds. Out of bounds, it, yeah. Like everything was just so disjointed. Yeah, um, that's just crazy. Palacios, I think, winds up with a yellow card in like nine minutes or something. Yeah. Um, just, just tough the entire game. One, one thing that I thought that Orlando did well as also is, uh, they were switching the point of attack a lot. They'd bring the ball up the up their left wing through Nani, and then they'd switch the point of attack by like two passes in the midfield. So it'd yeah. either come to uh, number 10, Perea, or something like that, or yeah, 20. Perea, yeah. I can't remember who that was. And they'd immediately go out to like Juan or whoever their right winger was. I think it was uh, Mueller at the beginning. Maybe, Mueller, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'd see them switch the point of the attack. So now you have the whole back line shifting over and Palacios trying to defend one-on-one in space as he's closing down. And I mean, that's just not his game yet. I think you'll get there, yeah. but uh, I don't think he has it yet. So uh, like you said, Oscar Pereja, man, just masterclass of a game plan. And you could tell the team was bought in even after the, even after the penalties, you know, like you can see that that team wanted it by the way. Oh yeah. You could too. see it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, not just, holding... go ahead. Yeah. My bad. Like, just even, like, you know, going off of his record with FC Dallas, like, this guy competed on a small budget and even took points off of us, you know, in yeah. 2018. Like, I just mm-hmm. knew, like, going into this game, it's not an easy W for us because – and then you got you got to factor in Orlando's put together a great team but just had <laughs> coach. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't – You're right. You're right. Excuse the language. <laughs> bad coaches, you know, and uh, I, I feel like it's just, a like, a perfect storm kind of brewing in Orlando. Home field advantage – you know, they've got something to prove after missing playoffs for six years. Um, to me, it's just, yeah, that's that all just came to a culmination today. And you can yeah. see the fans' reactions. This is like, some of them are saying, is this real life? Like, dang, yeah, like, just yeah. beating us is something big to them, you know? Yep. Yeah. And the other thing that I liked is it, <laughs> uh, probably because I relate to it so much, it, there, there's a shot of him in like, I don't know, the 75th minute or so as they're still trying to, figure out a way to claw a goal back and he's over there on a little whiteboard and magnet oh. set, like <laughs> with one of his one of his right. assistants moving pieces around the board like what are we doing here um so you could tell like they they wanted it and they were willing to to make whatever changes to they needed to make it happen um for sure and then yeah you Joao could tell Martino that with the revenge oh my God. go ahead oh, my I was bad. just gonna say Joao Matinho is the one who gets on the end of a corner kick and uh you could tell in the way he celebrated too there was a little there was a little a little extra for us uh, oh yeah 
in that celebration. A little chip in the shoulder. Yeah, you could see it yeah. in his eyes, too. The guy wasn't – he's there to play now. I think he's found his home, and I'm happy for him, actually. Like, Yeah, yeah. You know, I wish things could have turned out better for him here in L.A., but I feel him, you know, near his Portuguese-speaking, you know, culture. You know, there's a lot of his people down there as well, you know. Uh, Brazilians as well. He's at home, and it's nothing. Yeah, you can't yeah. ask for anything better than that as an athlete, right? I mean, he's play. I mean, look who he gets to play with, right? Exactly. A, a Portuguese legend, right? They, you know, he's the kind of guy that Joao probably had a poster of. Absolutely, <laughs> like it was probably a poster yeah. of him and Cristiano on oh, yeah. his wall growing up, right? For sure. Um, so it is good to see him uh, in a, in a good spot, and I don't think with LAFC was ever really going to work. He was, you know, Harvey did really well for two years. Um, so I think they were looking for more of a veteran, something a little more reliable that they wouldn't, yeah. that they weren't going to have to develop so much off the bench. So right. I think the trade made a lot of sense then. Um, but it goes to show like, if you do stick with your youth, what you can accomplish. Yeah. So, and again, their new coach is a perfect guy to even, you know, foster, more of his development you know yeah this guy gets yeah. squeezes the yep. most out of his teams man and yeah well played yeah i gotta say <laughs> no it was it was a great game uh from orlando uh it doesn't yeah. make it any it doesn't necessarily make it easier for us to digest but uh at yeah. some point you gotta you gotta just lift your hat to him right yeah um one of the things that is still really frustrating to me monty is LAFC on set pieces, both taking them and defending oh, them. Yeah. Uh, tonight, our set pieces, like one of them, Matuesta, there was like a miscommunication between him and Segura. And it was essentially just a pass into the hands of, uh, what's their keeper's name? Galese? Galisi? Yeah, Galesia. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, before Orlando's corner where they scored, we had a corner on the, on the opposite side and we played it short, tried to pass around. And we turn the ball over and it's a counterattacking opportunity. And yeah. I feel like we see this all the time. And then Orlando wins a corner and puts it in the back of the net. What are your Fun. thoughts around LAFC and set pieces? I think it's, it's been apparent since day one. I think like Bob Bradley just was set pieces alone. We've never really capitalized on them mm-hmm. or like besides Walker. And I don't know, maybe just there's no coaching like, emphasis on a court like set pieces so i don't know like i don't really know how to explain that one really but i do know it's a common trend with our team and and um you know it is a way to get goals in the end or stop goals yeah. going in and we need to really work on that yeah yeah and i think a lot of these teams that are that are pretty good defensively and solid on set pieces always give us trouble Absolutely. Uh, I think Portland is a good example of that. We we lost a yep. match to Colorado last year because they defended and took set pieces really well. This one with Orlando, um, it's not uncommon for us to to either draw or lose this kind of game. So, yeah, on a set piece, tough. right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, all right, man. A- anything else in the game that you saw that you want to talk about before we get into some questions here or – um, I think like Atuesta to me was a bit invisible. Like it, was, it seemed like the ball was just going around him. I, I think he did have some chances at distribution, but again, it just seemed like the ball was just going around him and like mainly going towards the wingers with, uh, with Orlando. Yeah. And man, 
Musovski had a chance, and I get it. Like, that ball was sent to his feet really fast, but mm-hmm. – and then you had Jordan Harvey with a chance. Uh, I just felt like, you know, we could have won this game. You know, could have, should have, would have, but – Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just the luck of the draw. Yeah, we've seen Rossi get beat on on kick saves, on, like, these diving kick saves twice in the last two games. Uh, right. Makes you wonder, like, is the chip the next thing that he needs in his game to – Exactly. Really, we just go through under the legs, right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> that would have um, been two two zero easily if we put that away. Right. Totally. It's, a wrap. Mm-hmm. it's tough. It's tough. Uh what do you think of Brian Rodriguez? Me and Josh are are, <laughs> How are do you patient with him. him. We're ready for yeah. him. You know, we we're willing to to wait on that development. But what do you think? I've seen the flashes in him, like that one goal he scored, the final goal against Seattle. Like, you know, he just, you could see it was in him to just finally get this one away. But with the fee we paid for him, and we kind of expect at the club, like an instant, you know, you got to hit the ground running with our system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me personally, especially after which game was, I think it was Portland, I wasn't happy with it because it, he'd always get the ball, but wouldn't have an end product. I mean, he's given a lot of assists and uh, he's helped out. But to me, like you're either Rossi Velas on Rossi and Velas level, or I don't know why we have you. That's my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely his finishing needs needs some work. Um, that th- one of the things that Josh and I spoke with uh, with Vince about last week was his need just to like just to play make, not necessarily take every defender on, uh, right. But- Sometimes just being able to hold up the ball until people can make secondary and uh, secondary runs off of you and be able to to play them them in behind. Um, yeah. So and I've seen him I, do that when he cuts in. He cuts yeah, in. He does a lot yeah. of one two, which is great. But I've seen him try to just like, especially in this game, he was trying to just go through a defender instead of just mm-hmm. outpacing him. Just like kick the ball on and just go, dude. Like you've got that yeah. pace, but. Yeah, he always tries to stop and then tries to get the defender to open his legs and go through, and it just doesn't work. Right, right. Yeah. Brutal, <laughs> brutal. I know, right? Man. It's I a trying to talk myself into like it's okay, it's okay, and it's like nah, <laughs> it hurts, man. I'm not gonna be right. one of these guys. It's like oh, that, that that tournament didn't mean anything anyway. Who cares? It's like no, nah, there's like you could tell that the team went there to compete. That they right uh, that they were obviously chasing the last game and tired as a result so it still hurts but yeah like i think with this tournament to me like every tournament we enter it's always matters to us right us as lafc fans yeah um, granted we didn't have vel and dio so that's why i'm kind of like, you know what if this was a fully healthy team we lost like this i'd be really upset like there was no excuse to lose yeah, this game yeah. like, you know what i mean but in a way i'm like all right the boys you know try to do as much as they can they could have done better um and i do you know, I do feel a way about not winning this, but like mm-hmm. in the end, like what can you do? Like a ninety-minute header, like always in the most dramatic fashion, we go out. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good point that you bring up about Vela and Dio as well, because you have uh, not only your third DP, but the best player in the league who yeah, is out, and right. you have your number, you know, your number one choice at the nine. Uh, who's yeah. out again and between you and me and the listeners now, obviously uh, I kind of feel like the club's going to have to move on from Dio because yes, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like if you can't rely on him to be available for more than 15 minutes in a tournament, then like, 
obviously the way you've gone with BWP, you you know, you can you can get 60 minutes from him uh you know, yep, every so often. But you saw it today at by by half he was tired. And I mean, he yeah. gets his he gets his goal early in the second half, but uh he was he was done. Like he was yeah. he was he had really heavy legs. Right. And if Dio's the next guy up, then man you, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't rely on Danny Masovsky. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, this tournament showed that, right? And I feel this, yeah, again, like we don't want to see Dio go, but if no, know, not this at is all. the way things are going, you know, can't put our hopes on Musovsky or, you know, BWP if he runs out of gas. Yeah. And I mean, Musovsky's had his moments. I think one thing you saw today is just like even, even BWP at his age is faster than Musovsky is. In right. terms of like just straight line speed, his processing speed, uh, he just plays the game much faster for a variety of reasons. Uh, so Musovsky, I think, is fine if he's third or fourth off the bench, but yeah. um, he can't be he can't be your second choice striker when your first oh, no, choice striker not. BWP yeah. in this case can only go sixty. So, right. uh, yeah, to me, to me, that's a that's a big area of concern. I don't think you need to necessarily go get a DP. I think you can bring in another Tam guy like Dio. Yes. Um, who's going to get you some solid performances and can, mm-hmm. uh, can go through stretches. I think back in 2018, he had like, I don't know. I, I want to say he had like eight or nine goals while Vela was out for the, for the world cup. Yeah. Um, they actually went on a really good streak there. They were like yeah, undefeated yeah. for like what, six, seven games or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. We saw the best from I, win. We saw the best from Dio. Yeah. 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 So yeah. you, you figure if you can get those two pieces back, it's a, it's a much different, tournament too because one of the things that you run into is you okay well you have to bring in somebody for bwp and you don't always want it to be masovsky but that require excuse me that requires you to start shifting your formation around right so rosie's got to come play the nine you got to move somebody to the wing you got to replace midfielders so you just start shuffling people a little bit too much and i think you saw that in the midfield today where uh janela comes in sefuentes comes in and because Atuesta is injured, the only the only guy left in the midfield is is Latif. Yeah. So you have nobody there that, that like knows the system super well. I think Janela right. is eventually going to be that guy who can yeah. kind of anchor the the midfield. But yeah. uh, he's not he's not far enough along to be an anchor when you have a guy like Cifuentes and Blessing just running all over the yeah. place, right? So yeah. it's gonna it's gonna look disjointed. Um, yeah, that's that's the interesting point you bring up about Janela too. Like it didn't like Atuesta didn't fully have this midfield ticket until I would say end of last uh 2018. Yeah. That's when we yeah. started seeing his like, okay, this is what he does. And then 2019, he was so much faster on the ball, and then we just saw his prime form, you know? Right, right. Well, I mean, that was you you know that LAFC wasn't completely sold on him either because we didn't actually yeah. pick up his contract until the winter of 2019 yeah. right that's right and so coming into the season of last year is when we finally signed him and yeah. he had shown flashes but yeah there was no telling that he was going to be the best midfielder in mls at that you right know. so right tough and you know it's a good it's it's funny like just how we did in this tournament without dio and vela it kind of gives you like i don't know it kind of reaffirms my belief in bradley and his system like being able, you know, granted the talent in Rossi in the midfield, but 
like if we're able to pull this off without our Jordan Kobe per se, like what's the big deal besides, you know, getting like getting beat like this in a fashion like this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It is. I don't know. I don't know how you communicate that. I think because we've won so much, uh, there's like two problems with it, right? Where one, we as fans come to expect like, well, we, all we do is win, right? That's what we know. Yeah. I mean, how many losses have, has the LAFC had in the past two and a half years? Uh, almost like less than almost any team in the league in that stretch, right? Absolutely. Um, so for two and a half years, through almost three years now, we've been told we are the best team in MLS, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, even though we're not putting it together in the playoffs. Right. And then the second part is with it, that brings a lot of hate from the league because they have to listen to the guys on extra time or you know, whoever it is, Alexi Lawless, whoever, you know, whoever the commentator is of the day, say things like MLS is better than everybody. They've done it better than any other team that's ever come into this league. So now you have all these other fans and and teams across the country (laughs) who are always going to come in with a chip on their shoulder, ready to just punch you in the mouth. Right. Right. And then their fans, when they beat us are going to be absolutely ruthless. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They act like they want to woke up. Yeah. 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 And so it's not like FC Cincinnati where we're all like, oh man, you poor, you poor guys in Cincy. We feel so bad for you. We're not going to rub it in. Like, no, 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 no. When we beat or when teams beat us, we're going to feel the full throated effect even more than like Galaxy, right? I would say we're probably more hated at this point than Galaxy. So that's something we're going to have to learn to live with. But. What are you going to do? Exactly. I'm, I'm okay with shouldering that burden, but I would like right. to see some more hardware at some point. So, I think it's coming, man. Like, honestly, yeah. I do. It's coming. Like, I know it's so, somewhat of a hard road to walk right now because of so much. I feel it's a lot of, like you said, the vitriol from the league because we're so hyped up and our expe- expectations are obviously up there, but it's coming. Like, we just make that yeah. one extra better signing. Let's say Raito came out and just became the next Velo. Imagine having two Velos on field, dude. Like, we'd be non- just mowing through teams like crazy. So, yep, yep. I mean, not everything works out, but I feel like we're just, like, one piece away from getting everything. Yeah, and for me, it's not – well, I mean, we talked about the striker. If Dio isn't going to be yeah. healthy, then we need a striker. I think we need uh, – and you and I have had conversations offline about this, but I think we need either a solid center back or a right back. I don't right. know. I don't know that we're going to be able to trust Nahar to be fit and yeah, I agree, and also be a fit in the system. So that means Blackman has to keep playing right back, where I still think he looks really good. Um, yeah. So you need a, a center back because similar to BWP, I don't think Yakovic can be the guy for ninety minutes every single game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he can be solid when you need him That's to be, depth. but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know that you can trust him to be the guy. So, right. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, it, we 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 look into that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's MLS, though, right? That's you're dealing with a very stringent salary cap, so this is nothing new. Nobody's going to have sympathy on us because we're like, oh man, we don't have you know we don't have enough roster spots or money for right. a striker or or a really good center back. You know, speaking so, of right backs, man. 
there was this small little rumor out there around the end of last year that we narrowly missed out on a superstar. I don't know if I talked about it with you yet, but yeah, you this and guy I did. But I, yeah. I never, I never want to give away. Talk, yeah, give right. Away Say I don't want to. I don't want to cut off <laughs> the sure. pipeline. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's all good. This this rumor since it's not going to happen, but it was pretty close from what I heard. Um, yeah. From the club that it was like we missed it by a hair, and that's. I don't want to put it out there since I don't know the complete facts, but it's probably why Beta Shore wasn't renewed because this guy was probably going to come and replace him, right? And just right. Take us to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just for a clue for all the guys listening out there, it's Brazilian with a lot of tats. So <laughs> imagine that. Imagine that, man. Yeah, I think uh, I think his old club just released a black and gold jersey today too. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. So yeah. Uh, I think those those signings are always going to be in the periphery. I think I think LAFC is an opportunistic enough club to, if something is able to be done, kind of like Galaxy and the Beckham thing, then then they'll make it happen. Yeah. So, all right, man, you ready to get into some questions here? Yeah, let's do it. All right, first one from Tyco BNG at Tyco Blue. Young team out there at the end, tons of experience, hopefully learned. I think if Atuesta stayed in the midfield, uh, stayed the midfield wouldn't crumble at the end in disorganization. Blessing yeah. was spraying passes all over the place. He had an off night, but as a whole, so did the team. Tough loss. What are your thoughts there, Monty? I, I agree with him. I, I agree with Atuesta uh, staying in. I think the team in transition would have stayed a bit more solid. Yeah. Uh, Latif was a little off, but he is our powerhouse ball winner too. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, this tournament, three games in eight days, it's it's hard on anyone in any type of sport so yeah in a way yeah. like you just saw it from the get-go you know it was, it was what to be expected to yeah to be honest i kind of wanted uh i kind of wanted janela to come in for bwp oh, move okay. rossi inside and then oh, put yeah. blessing on a wing um I get you. and then you would have had a midfield of janela k and atuesta and then after that you can bring in i think that gives you something a little more stable and then you can yes. bring in Cifuentes for k later right um yeah but no, again, that would i'm not i'm not paid to coach so right uh what do i know uh <laughs> next one here is from lafc kansas midwestern supporters why didn't they play el munir i'll let you have a hack at that one man why did they put it in el munir yeah i agree like if i think they went with harvey just because of the experience and he yeah. knows what Bob is expecting out of the team at this point one zero, you know, one zero up. What like fifteen minutes left in the game? Don't mess up. And as cruel as fate can be, uh, you know, slip past him, got that header. So yeah, yeah, I think, I think yeah, I think you're right. I think um, I think Bob looked down the bench and saw Harvey and was like, yeah, I can trust him to close out a one nil, yeah, uh, a one nil game. Um, I also think that even though Bob put him in a terrible situation on what was that Monday <laughs> yeah. against Seattle, he, he brought him in at right wing. Uh, oh, and again, he's like the most, he's like the most left footed player we have other than Vela. And he's probably more right. left footed than Vela, to be honest. Absolutely. Um, he just looked so lost in the attack. He doesn't normally look lost like that when he's, when he's on the left wing. Um, yeah. But and then, so what uh, Brian Smetcher did was he brought in Jovan Jones, and that's when Seattle looked at their most dangerous. So right. Bob pulled him back off, and El Munir wasn't, you know, he wasn't closing down uh, 
he wasn't closing down Seattle defenders or anything when they had the ball. Uh, So that's, that may be part of it as well as like a lack of effort on Monday. Um, And he knew that he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to get a lack of effort from Harvey. Right. Next one is also Harvey, uh, Harvey related. Maya minor at shop, eat, sleep, love me some Harvey, but why have him take a penalty? Underrated question. Oh man. Yeah. That's a, that's one that's going to have a scratch in our heads for a while. Uh, I mean, again, like you said, if it was two inches under, that would have been a genius move. Yeah. But like, it's just hit the bar, and we were just like, oh, man, like this is why everyone hates penalties. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Or watching penalties, per se. So I don't know. Maybe it's a again, tough call. Like, yeah. But maybe Bob just looked at him again and said, you're, you know, the reliable one, and you can just put it away and we can move on, you know? But yeah, to me, that's it. Is he's, he's, <laughs> looking at everybody he sees a lot of young faces uh at the end of the game and he's like i don't know i don't know who i trust here who am i supposed to trust right uh and and he sees harvey he's like all right let's do it and yeah it's a good point you know if he's uh if harvey makes it we all praise him endlessly yeah yeah can you believe he sent the third string left back (laughs) to, (laughs) to take to take the penalty the pen- in a yeah, knockout game, like that's right. crazy. Yeah, and the second penalty at that. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what Bob was doing with his order, by the way. I I, I don't know what to make it. Like Rossi taking a third. I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to go study penalty orders a little bit more. But yeah, um, yeah that I have a feeling just, that just maybe brutal. like Bob probably thought it was going to go on a little longer. He probably didn't want Harvey taking pressure. You know, this you miss this one is oh, over. Yeah, yeah. So you like, let's him just to be get him in guy. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just get him in there. You know, I've seen enough from him his whole career. He'll get it. And okay. Get the yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. All right. Last one is from hashtag LAFC, hashtag Raiders, hashtag USC, hashtag Athletics. Okay. Nice. I'm sure it will be great, but it's going to be a few days before I can hear anything LAFC. Brutal show of a performance. I bleeped something. I omitted something intentionally yeah. there uh we feel you man we feel you on yeah it's it's tough it's not easy to come in here and talk about the losses no um but it's like we say right cantamos en las malas y las buenas, las buenas. Like that's, yeah. that's the way it goes that's it um them's the breaks yeah Monty, that's it yeah anything else before we get out of here man um you know again thank you guys for having me on and uh i know again guys if you guys are out there I understand being down, but like, again, just don't give up, man. Like I, I have a feeling good things are coming, man. We just, just like one or two pieces away, man. So again, it's probably hard to swallow now, but we'll see, you'll see, man. This guy had us pumping goals in without Velo deal, man. Just wait till they're back. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll get there. Bright days ahead. Yeah. But, uh, Agreed. Don't, you know, don't feel bad if you want to lash out for a few days, just, don't go too Understood. deep. Yeah. We don't need any. We don't need any Bradley out or uh, right. anything like that. But we'll be okay. We'll be okay. We'll be there. Yeah. All right, Monty. You want to tell people right, where to follow you? Yeah. Um. Again, you can follow me at the LA Wanderer. I'm the guy that's always saying something on Twitter. So there, you know, there's no uh, loss for entertainment there. But um, again, I highly recommend this podcast. Counterpress, good guys, Josh and Kirk. You know, always very knowledgeable in the game. So uh, thank you guys for having me on, man. Nah, thanks for joining. That was fantastic. All right, you can follow me at Kirk Kinsey. You can follow the show at Counterpress underscore Josh. We'll be back in a few days to 
to give us uh, an in-depth analysis. I know we skipped the Seattle one. Sorry. Tournament schedules got us got everybody tired. So until then, we will see you later. And everybody try to survive this loss. Thank you.